Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. You're facing so many challenges and problems in startup. And if I wouldn't be so determined to, to make this product realized for people that they can help for their dogs, probably I would quit everything pretty soon. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Hi, this is Arina Panamareva, founder of Smarty. I have been listening to Women in Tech for four months since I met Esprit in Google for startups in London this summer. I'm listening to this podcast because uh, I'm wondering about as a female entrepreneur and this is very inspiring for me to listen uh, to their journey because all of them are very different. All of them have different background and I really like to follow them on other social media just to see how their business is going. Uh, you can connect me at Aries Henry on Instagram. Thank you. If you too want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech, remember you can go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. We would not be able to support and celebrate women in tech around the world if it weren't for you. Thank you so much for being a listener and a fan of the show. To contribute and donate, simply go to womenintech.fm on the upper right-hand side and click Donate, which empowers us to continue celebrating women in tech around the world. Thank you for being a part of our journey. Command Line Heroes is an original, highly produced, award-winning podcast about the people who transform technology from the command line up, presented by Red Hat. And this is not a technical show. This is a show anyone can enjoy, featuring experts from across the industry. Season four is airing now, so subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and stick around to the end of the show to hear a sneak preview of the brand new season. Have I talked to you guys about my trifecta of just architecting my life? I created this personal board of directors for my life. They don't know they're in my board of directors. It's like my secret board that no one knows except for me and now you. And it's a triangle. So it's Iman Gadzi. He's amazing. You can find him on Instagram. Cam Kashani, who's amazing. And my therapist, right? And I do group therapy. And so there's a reason for this triangle. So all of them overlap in helping me build my confidence and evolve into my full potential. But my therapist and group therapy are particularly for my personal life and how I show up in the world socially. Imangadzi is like a master. He has a company called Grow Your Agency, and he's just a master at processes and just leading with a powerful mindset. And I love 
how he really understands how to grow a thriving community that is financially sustainable, that is fully engaged and high value, has an amazing team culture, just an amazing example of a business leader. And then Cam Kashani, who's also had tremendous success as an entrepreneur, guides me in leadership and overcoming my own self-limiting beliefs so that I could reach my my fullest potential. And she's just wow. Like go to Cam, I think her website's camkashani.com. I'll go check for you guys right now. And I'll, I'll also, I know I've talked about Iman on past episodes. If you haven't yet checked out the We Are LA Tech interview and Cam's on um I think both We Are LA Tech and Women in Tech. So Iman's Instagram is, is I-M-A-N-G-A-D-Z-H-I. And Cam's is, I'm going to give it to you guys one second, C-A-M-S-K-A-S-H-A-N-I on Instagram. They're both just like, they're amazing. So what I did is, okay, I saw that in my business life and my personal life, I was creating a lot of self-limiting beliefs. I think the biggest person slash company that I've had to compete against is myself, like my own limitations. And so Cam has really helped and continues to help me evolve past my own limitations, right? And then Iman, I pay attention to his guidance because it's all about really being intentional with my time. He talks a lot about deep work. He talks a lot about creating strong habits and process design. And I mean, it's just, it's awesome. Like essentially learning from him opens up so much more room to have more space to create because I'm removing the minutia, you know? And it's not about automating things and scaling fast and like, because he delivers in the most authentic manner. Like his operations are completely high value and authentic, but he takes out the friction so that there's more room to deliver more value. It's it's amazing. I admire him so much. And I love my therapist, obviously, because it's therapy. I can't like talk about it too much. But first of all, my therapist is like, cool as I mean it's a podcast I can say cool as fuck he has these rad sneakers he's a sneakerhead what therapist is a sneakerhead he's so dope and he always has great socks I'm like yeah like you could be my therapist you know like so I created this triangle and they're on my own personal board and because there's so much of like information overload on the internet and in today's digital age it's really hard not to want to grab all the little pieces of information that are everywhere, right? And so I was like, okay, somehow I have to quiet out the noise and really narrow in on like who my teachers are, you know? And like really address my own personal weaknesses. And so for me, Cam... Iman and my therapist were the perfect trifecta of architecting my life in the pathway that I desire to go. Because if I don't like where I am today, then I can't keep doing what I've been doing in the past. And even if what I've done in the past has gotten me to some of the things I like, I still want to evolve. And for me, I actually do want to evolve. I don't like all the places that I'm in today. And so I know sometimes it seems like, how can you not? You've traveled around 
around the world and all this thing you could li- like list off things of like from the outside looking in it's like oh everything's so great and perfect but like there's so many things I struggled yesterday had a five-hour bout of anxiety so annoying like anxiety just like takes you out you know what I mean and then I work extra late in order to like catch up because like I just had an anxiety session for so long and there's great ways that I could reduce those spurts like um having the habit of exercise even if it's just 30 minutes and not just saying that I will but making it an important habit and habits are really difficult to create if we're just kind of taking a shot in the dark trying to create it like kind of like a new year's resolution like people drop them all the time for a reason and that's why I read or I listened to on audible atomic habits and I've been implementing micro habits on a daily basis I've been using the strides app which I learned from Iman to track all the core habits that I have so we'll say things and they're micro habits so we'll say like read one page a day and so I hope that helps but I guess the takeaway I think that would bring you the most value is understanding that you could architect your own life too if you haven't already. If you have different people in mind that you really admire, even if you don't know them, it doesn't matter. Just make them your secret little board of directors and just like go to them for guidance and like quiet out the rest. And you know, that way you don't get stuck in buying things you don't wanna buy or taking courses that you never look at. You just want to um, be really intentional and Again, just curate the existence that you want to live. Anything is possible, but it's up to us to create the possibility, you know? All right. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. So excited to be here with Baltic Sandbox in Lithuania. And we have our next guest on the Women in Tech podcast. Hello. Hi. Woof, woof. <laughs> so we... Where's your puppy? We have to get your puppy. How can we have an interview without your puppy involved? <laughs> Hi, cutie pie. Best puppy ever. Do you want to say anything? No. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and why your puppy is so important to you being a founder. Well, uh, I'm really a passionate dog mommy from probably my first days when I just came to this life. I always asked for my parents that we could, uh, can we get a dog? Okay, can we get a dog this year? So I think when uh, it was my 10th birthday and I finally got my first dog, which was a German Shepherd from a dog shelter from Lithuania. And from that moment, I really knew that I would probably do something with the dogs in my life. And well, that dream came true. Go ahead and say your first last name my name is Agata Yakutite <laughs> and that is just so easy to pronounce <clears throat> well not from anybody but yeah sure for me I kind of used to it <laughs> and you're and you're someone, from Lithuania yeah I'm from oh. Lithuania someone is uh, calling me AJ AJ sometimes yeah can I call a, you AJ sure okay you can call me a dog mommy as well wait, I kind l- of uh, l- will notice dog mommy wait no <laughs> let's okay tell me your first name again 
Agata. Agata. Yes. Am I saying it right? Agata. Agata and I actually did a workshop all day yesterday on how to pitch. It's called pitchingforlife.com. It's awesome. It was led by this guy, Willie. But yeah, your name is hard to pronounce. That's one of the things in interviewing women in tech around the world. For me, I'm always afraid to pronounce people's names wrong. And for some of my guests, they're afraid to speak in English. Yeah. yeah. So both sides has some self-esteem issues. (laughs) 100%. So yeah, go ahead tell me about how we ended up with this little guy in your lap right now yeah so i'm really passionate dog mommy i have five dogs and once three of them uh, got sick with a different type of illnesses so for example ellie which is now we're here with us she had heart issues and had four near-death experiences and uh, well doctor said that she only would live for two weeks and now she's more than one year and a half with us and uh, well as a mommy i decided that i won't give up and i decided to fight for her health. And uh, I made my own research when I just approached NASA with that kind of what's happening to you know the dogs around the globe why they're having cancers diabetes and everything and NASA is really researching a lot about human cancer and at the same time they're really active in pet cancer and diabetes as well and then I met a keto pet sanctuary from LA wow yeah they're uh, did you say a keto yeah it's keto pet what they're doing they're testing a ketogenic diet for dogs right and uh, that's why we based our food as well on raw ketogenic diet so what they're doing, they're taking uh, dogs from dog shelters with cancer and they're treating them with only raw ketogenic diet and oxygen procedures. So without any like chemotherapies or some other bad stuff. So they're all my mentors. And um, immediately when I met them, I knew that I'm going to have that keto pet sanctuary here in Lithuania. So that's my like end goal and the main goal to have a sanctuary where we can test dog cancer or diabetes and improve their life, have a hotel and vet clinic in one place. But at the moment, step by step, first of all, we want to bring that solution, how we can improve our dog's health and prevent from many illnesses. Because um, I don't know if you know, but now one in two dogs are diagnosed with cancer. For example, One in two dogs? One in two dogs. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Even in US, they're already saying that it's not like an epidemic situation because one in two dogs. So can you imagine? No. That's, that I had no really idea. Me as well, yeah. No, diabetes has risen nine hundred percent, and dog obesity is now more than sixty percent. And you know, it's very interesting that the same illnesses applies for humans as well. And dogs are like hundred percent dependent for what we are giving them to eat. And right. nutrition, it can be solved with ninety percent of all issues. So basically, for humans too. Yeah, for humans too. So we really believe in that saying that we are what we eat, and that the same applies for our pets as well so yeah <laughs> long story short that's what i do ellie was looking for a comfortable place to like yeah, chillax she's thinking again maybe i should go somewhere else and yeah she's like what is this podcast interview but she's she's super zen because everyone is saying that chihuahuas are always like barking or everything but when she found me it seems that her life is like complete so that's why we even called our food zenu because she's super zen and once we saw her in a perfect position when sunlight was you know and it, it was like she was in a beautiful light and she was like with uh, her eyes closed and she was super relaxed and then we saw this is a zen dog and dogs say like woo 
So we said that Zanush probably should Zanush. be our yes, I love it. Be our company's name. Are you the only founder or do you have a co-founder? I have a co-founder. So uh-huh. he's a super interested guy. He had a previous uh, business in San Francisco and yeah. Singapore. And then he came back to Lithuania. And he's he's bi- Lithuanian? Yeah, he's yeah. Lithuanian and he's a biotechnologist. So basically, I met him in one business conference when he was representing uh, business growth and yeah. scaling. And I really wanted to hear him. And that's how we met. He said, like year after that the first thing that was really interesting for him it's how can he apply his knowledge in biotechnology in dog's food so the milestone what we're trying to reach in in one year is also to be a cruelty free company or even to start to become a cruelty free company to apply alternative proteins and eventually our big dream is to use lab grown meat in our in our food as well what have you found has been the largest obstacle you've successfully overcome and then how did you overcome it? In the world of modern technology, we open our laptops, scroll endlessly on our smartphones, send tons of data to the cloud, and we don't think twice about it. But have you ever wondered how we got to now with our personal devices? What it took were teams of engineers and programmers who had the vision and audacity to build new machines. I'm Saranyat Barak. Join me for an incredible new season of the podcast and keep on coding. Season four is airing now. Subscribe to Command Line Heroes today, wherever you get your podcasts. found has been the largest obstacle you've successfully overcome and then how did you overcome it oh my god there was so many obstacles and there are now a lot of them i i cannot say that they are obstacles probably they're just challenges that you have to face and admit maybe at the beginning it was self-esteem because i began my business i previously had dog hygiene products vegan and natural and so on and I was 21 when I just began and I quit from all my studies I worked in European Parliament so I quit my job and everything just to make this dream happen and when I was in one place in a conference or a meeting with uh, investors like big man businessman and everything and I was like 21 girl you know with a big dream you really had to fight for your world and that uh, someone would really believe in you and uh, apply your just information, absorb everything and not just skip, you know. So really to fight for yourself. Yeah, so self-esteem, fight for yourself. And maybe what I believe that helped me and still helping is that I probably wouldn't be here now if I wouldn't believe in all of this problem and solution so much as I believe now because we are facing so many challenges and problems in startup. And if I wouldn't be so determined to to make this product realized for people that they can help for their dogs, probably I would quit everything pretty soon. So I think that passion inside. Right. And uh, yeah, determination to to make it really happen. I love that. For people who want to stalk you while we're doing this interview, where can they find you online? So you can find us on our... What have you found has been the largest obstacle you've successfully overcome? And then how did you overcome it? Can you spell it for us? Yeah, it's my Z-E-N-O-O. We are also on Facebook with MyZenu as well. And is it dot... It's dot EU. Dot EU. Yeah, the website is dot EU. Zenu dot EU. Yeah. 
And what is the best piece of advice that you've gotten? Just about the business, about self-growth uh, or everything. You know, now so I want to answer many. everything. Answer for all of them. <laughs> okay, so the first thing, for example, regarding dog health is that we shouldn't treat our dogs like we're treating ourselves because, well, dogs are carnivores and uh, their ancestors were like wolves and the only thing that they should eat and the main thing that they should eat is uh, raw meat. So I really fight for this because with usual dry food dogs are eating nothing else but like fast food, like, you know, McDonald's or something or the same cookies for all of their lives. So that's what we're fighting for dog health and to eliminate carbohydrates, which is starch and sugar that really rises the glucose levels in dogs and that causes like inflammation, cancer and all of the stuff. For women, maybe, probably just to be brave and embrace the challenges and challenge yourself. Because once I read the book where the main chapter was about stress and the people are so afraid of stress situations and they all thought that stress is so bad. But I believe that some amount of stress is really good for you because it can rise your knowledge, your need to, to grow and everything right. inspires you, you know. It's not good when it's too much of it, but sometimes I think it, it, it helps you to grow. So I think the growing and learning and understanding that you're going to learn all of your life um, in the business. And what, what was the book? I don't remember. I think, um, no, I can't remember. It's okay. And in business? Um, in business, probably just what I've noticed that I'm really psychic at details. Yeah. Like if I should do like Excel file or something, I would probably cry in the first 10 minutes because it's super hard for me. But I'm really good in like uh, making a content, communicating, making a strategy, how everything should right. go or see that big vision. So probably just focus to the things that you're good at and try to give that work for someone else where you're not good at. So just that. Delegate. <laughs> Delegate. Yeah, delegation. That's the word I was yeah. missing. Yeah. And um, is this your first podcast interview? No, I was making a podcast by myself. I Tell was, us. Yeah. The thing is that the main thing behind Zenu is education. And we really wanted to make uh, dog parents and pet parents just to know what is the what are the main issues, what are they facing, and what are the myths that are around them. So I was talking with uh, a lot of like scientists, nutritionists, and vets, and I took an interviews and podcasts with them. Like last week, I took an interview with Anna Bjorkman. She's from uh, University of Helsinki. I think Ellie wants your attention. Yeah, I know she's <laughs> always one. And uh, like she's researching raw dog food and everything. I. I had an interview with Paul Rabel from that Keto Pet Sanctuary and they have an, also an epigenics foundation who are testing like humans with cancer and everything. So yeah, the um, the nearest podcast that is upcoming is with Dominique D'Augustino. So he is the number one like person in ketogenic diet and everything. And so, when can we, where can we find your podcast? It's on YouTube. It's uh, the same Maizanu. Uh, so you can just put Maizanu in, in YouTube and you're going to find that. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much. So I'm much. very interested in that what you're doing and I'm really wanted to learn as well how you're doing and it's really nice to see how passionate you are even like yesterday when <laughs> we had those pitches and everything so it really feels that you have the passion and really wanted to bring as much information inspiration for women in, in uh, yeah the world yeah. no it's true it's funny because you saw yesterday when we did the pitch workshop and there's two 
personalities I have. There's the, do you know Beyonce? They say yeah. there's like a Sasha, she has Sasha Fierce or something. Somebody's yeah. told me. And so I feel like I have a Sasha Fierce, which comes out like now where yeah. I'm just fine or when I'm speaking on stage. And then there's my identity yesterday, which is very vulnerable and yeah. trying to figure out my own company and not certain how to word things together and nervous. And I remember when I was pitching in front of everybody, <laughs> my whole body was shaking. Yeah. Yeah. And it, somebody's like, don't you give a lot of speeches? I'm like, yeah, but this is like my company. And yeah. I feel like I sound stupid and I'm not using the right words. And I yeah. don't know if I'm making sense. It, we pull energy from different places. Yeah. And so right now I'm not worried about my company doing well the only thing I care about like in this exact moment is sharing your story and so I don't have insecurities over sharing your story but I have so many self-esteem issues over building a smart company yeah but the thing is no very important that um it's a bit more spiritual theme. Maybe we're going to touch it. But I believe that we all have a balance, you know. And now in uh, in society, we can see in balance that all the women are trying to be more familiar like men. And they try to run the company as a man, you know, and be yeah. super strong. You yeah. know, have a really hard voice. And yeah. I'm a CEO of that and that company. But I think women are, should be more themselves. And I think people are, when they're going to see how, like, true you are, they're going to listen and they're going to, like honor you even more not because they're afraid of you but because they really like feel your heart and what you're putting in this project so even that's my theory how I'm trying to do that and I think the same applies for men as well because they should still be sometimes more emotional and just take a look at what the what their colleagues are feeling at the you know and the environment or everything so I think that the balance uh, definitely (laughs) is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up I don't know, maybe just uh, for a woman, maybe because it's still an impact for women podcast and everything. <laughs> so I would probably say not to forget your true nature. And as we just talk, not to try to be more like a man and just create the companies or everything, but just try to be sensitive as well. And if you're emotional, it's good. It's good to have a balance, not to cry or not to be angry or something, just to be in balance. But still, I think we are created to have a family, to have kids and to live a life with them, educated and like in everything. So just don't forget to have that part in your heart as well. Totally. And what is your favorite tech tool, app, website, software, hardware? I have few. Go for it. I don't it. know why. I really love books, for example. Books. So probably Audible and yeah, Evernote because yeah. I read all the time. Audible, like, you could listen to books yeah. and then Evernote's note-taking. Yeah, so I'm always taking like notes from the book you know, to in Evernote. There is Five Minutes Journal. That's I have a good one. an app and I have the book as well. Uh, there was a pretty hard period in my life regarding the depression and anxiety and everything. And only then I like began to meditate and do all other, let's say, spiritual stuff. So at the first beginning, like five minute journal really helped me just to appreciate what I have at that moment. Totally. That day. So maybe that's the thing. Do you know what's funny about five minute journal? So when I created We Are LA Tech, the company I have now, I was really afraid of creating another company because I I've yeah. failed before. And so what I did is I used five minute journal to commit to a next step every day. Yeah. 
even if I felt it wasn't perfect, I just promised myself I would. And I would write it in my five minute journal. Yeah. So with the podcast, for example, I'd be like, create artwork. Right. And then yeah. the next day would be like, post the artwork on Facebook. And I remember when I put, we created the artwork, like somebody created it and I, and I saw, I was like, this is so ugly. I think it sucks. I know. I and know, then I put, and, but feel. my goal was posted on Facebook and I did it anyway, even though I thought it sucked. I just posted it you know that I just did, to move forward. I did the same thing today yeah. because now we're launching uh would you eat your dog's food campaign? Yeah. And I made a video and I like do it, like did it everything by myself. I put those yeah. like infographics on it and everything. And it's, it's homemade, but it's honest. Yeah. And then we, when I had to push that publish like bottom, uh, it was like I was so nervous and I thought, oh fuck it, I'm gonna do this, but I'm probably gonna regret or maybe not, maybe I like it and <laughs> or maybe it's good or bad. So there were like tons of yeah. uh, you know um, emotions and thoughts that were going, but I really proud that I published and everyone likes it. So and I really wanted to invite everyone to to join this campaign and to really think what your dogs are eating and what are the main ingredients. In Love your it. Dogs. <laughs> Love it. Give me five. Thank you. So much for oh sorry little buddy. Give her five as well. Yay! Give me five, Ellie. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. If you want to connect and collaborate with more extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. We'll take you straight there. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys. Talk to you guys. Hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. My name is Agatha Okitite and I'm a CEO and co-founder of Raw Dog Food Subscription Service, Zenu. We have a headquarters in Vilnius, Lithuania, and we're selling our food to all Scandinavian countries. And you're listening Women in Tech! I'd like to tell you about an all-new season of Command Line Heroes, a podcast presented by Red Hat. No one ever said hardware was easy. In Season 4, Command Line Heroes is telling seven special stories about people and teams who dared to change the rules of hardware and, in the process, changed how we all interact with technology. In the world of modern technology, we open our laptops, scroll endlessly on our smartphones, send tons of data to the cloud, and we don't think twice about it. But have you ever wondered how we got to now with our personal devices? And what it took to get here? There was this blue box on a table. And he said, well, here it is. I said, well, what is it? He said, it's a microcomputer. What it took were teams of engineers and programmers who had the vision and audacity to build new machines. These machines, they revolutionized our lives and blew the doors open to what was possible. How many people here had a computer versus how many people intended to get one? Only one or two people actually had them. And they would bring them to the club meeting. What are you going to do with it? And nobody had an answer. The key thing about timesharing was that the computer needed some way of being able to sort of stop its own clock. The uh, creators of the floppy drives are not household names by any means. If it wasn't for that, PCs would have been adopted much more slowly. This January 28th, we launched season four of Command Line Heroes, an original podcast from Red Hat. And this season, it's all about the hardware. We'll hear the stories behind some iconic machines and the people who dared to create them. I was the kid that always took things apart, took my older sister's toys apart. This is just another bag on the side of the eclipse, a skin job. Nope, this is a whole new machine. 
the process of passing the tapes around and encouraging and building upon each other's results is really what made the personal computer industry. We're exploring mini computers, mainframes, the first personal computers, floppies, early smartphones, and game consoles. And we're also going to hear how the community ethos that drove those early hardware heroes to build those machines still exists today in the open source hardware movement. The values of sharing are still there. I mean, it's in the entire open source community. The machine, in a way, was kind of a bit character. It was the people who were the real guts of what it was about. I'm Saranya Barak. Join me for an incredible new season of the podcast and keep on coding. So thank you and uh, eat your sandwiches. Season four is airing now. Subscribe to Command Line Heroes today, wherever you get your podcasts. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Adam Carroll. Show notes by Carl Marty. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.